Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony has the day off. So we've got someone who travels with his own fan club. Okay, you need to tell your people <laughs> this is not a WWE set, okay? Huh? As, as Tony Kornheiser and Jose Mourinho would say, respect. Yeah, respect. Welcome to PTI with Kornheiser too soft to finish the week. <laughs> I'm joined by our great friend from the athletic fill-in Frank Isola. Again with these people, get out! <laughs> Clear the studio. Get my car Thank ready. You. I need some respect. We begin with the most bizarre of stories. Patriots owner Robert Kraft will be charged with two misdemeanor counts of solicitation in South Florida. Law enforcement officials say they even have video of Kraft to substantiate their charges. A spokesperson for Kraft says, quote, we categorically deny that Mr. Kraft engaged in any illegal activity. Close quote. Frank, other than embarrassment, what, if anything, do we expect to happen as it relates to Kraft and his ownership of the NFL's most successful franchise of late? Good point. Embarrassing for everyone involved. The Kraft family, the NFL, obviously the Patriots as well. A couple of details. Secondary misdemeanor charges, each count punishable by up to 60 days in jail. He also faces the NFL's personal conduct policy, which there's a higher standard for owners and, per- and league personnel that are yeah. for players. So remember Jim Ursay? He was a uh, misdemeanor count for driving while intoxicated. He got six games, $500,000. We don't know how this is going to play out. This is a very serious thing going on in Florida because this is a bigger investigation to sex trafficking. To which he is a small yes. part of and not but we, we, we're you know, told. All the details are still, still the deep, That's out. right. We don't know what we're going to find out. Um, we don't even know. I mean, when you talk about somebody being charged, we don't even know how that's going to play out. But Totally embarrassing for the league, for Kraft himself. And, and, and you just wonder, are owners going to be up in arms and making demands? I mean, let's, let's face it. Guys of that age, many of them, have their own issues that may be closeted. And I just mean yeah. behind closed doors when I use that word. So I don't know that anybody's going to be out there calling for a great punishment of Robert Kraft, Frank, until we know a great many of the details. Well, let me ask you this. What about the league? And Roger Goodell, we know his relationship with Robert Kraft isn't that, isn't that good, even though Robert Kraft been the most successful owner in the NFL yeah. the last 20 years. Could there be something where they tell him, you know what, maybe it's time for you to take a step back no. and now let your imagine. son be the face? Because he loves being the owner of the Patriots, Mike. Yeah, he does. It's hard for me to imagine that, again, unless there are details that we are not privy to now. I mean, but if, if, we're, if, if this is what we're looking at and it remains a misdemeanor, Man, I find, it a hard, I find it hard to believe that the league is going to insist. And it's interesting. You know, we talk about Robert Kraft. We saw him at the Sixers-Laker game. Yeah. He, you know, he had a it's presence a at the All-Star. Guy. He yes. likes going to games and being front and center. Maybe he's, a little He's going to get a, some kind of suspension, though. That's definitely going to happen. Maybe as many as six to eight games. I don't know about that. Uh, I want to see this play out. Ursa got the, uh, six. All right, on to the NBA. LeBron James, he wasn't lying. When he said he's now been activated, LeBron scored 16 of his 29 points in the second half as the Lakers overcame a 19-point deficit against the Houston Rockets. The Lakers are the very definition, Michael, of mediocre. They're 29 and 29. But to be fair, they're 1-0 with LeBron (laughs) activated. (laughs) Michael, did this performance convince you that the Lakers are going to get the very best LeBron James for the remainder of the season? Well, for a while it didn't. The first quarter of that game, 
LeBron was doing his best Tom Brady. Yeah, but scowling at people and frowning at people and blaming people. He's like, whoa, what is going on here? And then they got out of it. Whatever funk he and they were in, they pulled out of it. And it was a fabulous playoff level game. And that's what I expect from the Lakers. From now on, just play. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear if they're together or what happened two weeks ago, what happened. Shut up. <laughs> play. You're good enough and your personnel is good enough to rise above eighth and rise above seventh in the NBA West if they concentrate and play like they did in the three quarters of the end of that game. They started the day in 10th place, a game under 500. But they also started the day with LeBron James. And as That's long right. as you have him, you got him, when I look at the Clippers, and of course the Clippers are kind of punting the season a little bit because they traded Tobias Don't Harris. Tell so it's that. It's gonna, well, They're still I, trying to They win. still traded their best player, though. Yeah. And I think Sacramento is going to be a competitive team, even though uh, they lost last night to the Warriors. LeBron James is going to make the playoffs, assuming he plays in at least 20 of the last 24 games. They have the fourth toughest schedule in the league. And besides LeBron, here's something. Brandon Ingram, 27 points, well, that's what I was 13 rebounds. That was Brandon big. Ingram and Kyle Kuzma can play. I don't want to hear about what they don't have. They have those two young players who seem to be willing to take LeBron's scowls, learn from it, get better, play great deep into games. I'm tired of hearing about what the Lakers don't have. I like those two players. I think you do too. Yes. And, and, and Ingram, who seems Not to the be Pelicans. the most dismissed of those young Lakers players. And they get ball back, yeah. which will help with ball handling and help with and depth. Def- defensively. I mean, come on now. All right, so LeBron has made the playoffs 13 straight years. Right. The Lakers have missed it five straight years. Ooh. Which one of those streaks? They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I'm not betting against well, I'm betting. Act- I'm going he's activated. with LeBron. We need you to be activated, activated. now. My God. A tasty little sidebar from last night is the Rockets and their continued beef with veteran referee Scott Foster. James Harden and Chris Paul were both fouled out in L.A. And while neither complained specifically about calls afterward, both had harsh words for Foster. Harden called Foster rude and arrogant. And Paul mentioned that the Rockets in the league had already had this talk. Frank, this isn't the first time a team has had issues with a specific ref. But what do you make of all this? You know what? I think they went a little overboard from this standpoint. Right before the second half of the season, you had a story from Brian Windhorst where opposing players and coaches are complaining that James Harden is getting every call, that he travels, that he commits a lot of offensive fouls. Remember something about this game. They were up by 19 points in the second half. If the game stopped right there, and you interviewed James Harden and Chris Paul and said, what do you think about the officiating? You think they're going to trash the officiating? about Scott Foster? What they're mad about, the final 20 minutes, they did not attempt a single free throw. Right. And the Lakers attempted 17. There's also two other referees out there, though, to be fair. And plus, the Rockets are a three-point shooting team. They they're are, not a they team that goes always, to the basket. They're not always the aggressor. But there were a couple of calls last night that was straight up the right call. The charging call that I think was a sixth foul yes, that LeBron the one took LeBron Harden. Took. It's Michael, a foul. And Michael, Don't want to hear and it. Michael Smith called that one. Michael not Smith, not, not, Scott not Scott Foster. Look, Scott could be a tough guy. We know this. And, and, and the Rockets aren't He's the only school. team with the complaint about Scott Foster. This is not new either. And so I, I, I understand the beef back and forth. They don't think they can talk to him, blah, blah, blah. It, whatever. The Rockets blew a 19-point lead. It is the story. And they had Capella, and they had Chris Paul, and they were up in that game. So they got to really look at themselves. You know what? Do you realize they're only like, what, two games out of eighth, the Rockets? So the Rockets are not free and clear. Here's the thing about the Rockets. Last year, Scott Foster officiated two of their games in the Western Conference Finals. They lost both of those games. 
James Harden, the last time he fouled out of a game, Scott Foster was the crew chief. So when he shows up for a game, it's already in their head. So what do you, if you're the league, do you do anything? Do you make a move? Do you have an avoidance? What do you do if you're no, the league? No, I don't. And no, in fact, I'll tell you what. If I'm the league, I would say this. Hey, Scott Foster, Michael Smith, and Courtney Kirkland. How come you didn't call a flagrant foul on Chris Paul when he yanked on LeBron's arm? And Chris Paul, I get it. He's friends with LeBron. That was a tough play. Was, if I'm yeah. Luke Walton, I'm LeBron James, I'd be upset sort of, about that call. Sort of got no call. Passed over. Yeah. All right. The NBA has sent a proposal to the Players Union to get rid of the one-and-done rule by the 2022 draft. What a crazy coincidence that the proposal was made public just one day after Zion Williamson's knee injury sparked a national debate about whether Zion should even be playing college basketball. But, Michael, here's the thing. Would Zion Williamson even be Zion Williamson without spending at least one season at Duke? Yeah, he would. He would. You sure about that? He would. The others, the other players in college basketball, no. I haven't seen anybody that I don't think benefited or is benefiting from college basketball. Teaching, coaching, maturing, evolving. And this is my problem. I don't want a rule that's going to sort of acknowledge two or three college basketball players a year. And I think it's short-sighted. I think it's potentially tragic for reasons that have to do with education. I get into debates and fights and beefs with guys all the time about this, in and out of the NBA, whether they are sometimes just regular folk. But I, I have a problem with it. I know it's going to happen. But, yeah, would Zion be Zion? He, would, right, he me, would be. Let me ask you a, hypo- a hypothetical. Okay. He, gets, he came out of high school, goes right to the NBA. Phoenix had the number one pick. They yep. draft him first overall. Let's say, I'll give Phoenix more wins than they have now. They have right. 13 wins. He's as big of a story. He's oh, yeah. one of the biggest he's, names in sports right now in the United because States. Because of college. Because he's playing college yeah, but basketball. That, that you think he'd be that big if he's playing for the Phoenix But that's about Suns. the hype in social media and mainstream media. Every that's not about on, him. But every game's on TV. Okay, but that's still not about him. If he gets drafted by Phoenix this year, all their games going to be on national TV well, that's next year. because he went to Duke for a year. Everybody well, knows okay, him. But you know what? It wouldn't take but about five games. Do you think it hurts the NBA by getting rid of one and done from this reason? Right. Number one, you use college basketball not just for player marketing. development, marketing. but for marketing. We know that, Frank. We know that. But how long would it take you to figure out that Doncic could play? Do you need a whole season in college? No. Five games, we knew Doncic could play. Remember, we had never seen remember him. years ago when guys would stay in college for a long time. Like yeah. when Patrick Ewing came out, it felt like he had stayed in college for six years. Same thing and with Grant you know Grand what they could all do? You know what those two guys could mention you could do? They could play basketball at an elite but, but, level. These guys now, too many of them come in the league, and they cannot uh, play at an elite level. That's from a development standpoint. Yes. But everyone knew who they were because they were constantly playing were, these oh, big college basketball games. benefits everybody except the kid. Yeah. And if they let him sell his jersey, Which maybe should. we wouldn't feel so bad and there wouldn't be so much and angst sell about his this. order. How about selling his own autograph, autograph, jersey, anything he wants? And that's where the NCAA is short-sighted. Right. Not about having kids come to school or not. <sighs> if you think I'm sick and tired of that topic, I'm really sick and tired of the Steelers and Antonio Brown. But, Frank, we got to deal with them again today because there are specific trade stories out there. GM Kevin Colbert told it. NFL Network, the three teams have inquired about a trade for the former All-Pro receiver. One specific report from Bill Barnwell of ESPN has the Steelers shipping Brown to the Cardinals for Josh Rosen and a mid-round draft pick, allowing the Cardinals to then draft Kyler Murray with the overall number one. Frank, if you're the Cardinals, do you make that deal? Well, one quick thing. Thank God that the NFL kind of has an NBA kind of slant to it. Trying to make like a team of this guy, Antonio Brown, <laughs> with Larry Fitzgerald. Then you're drafting Kyler Murray. Now, what, was he marketed or not, Kyler Murray? 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he won was. the Heisman Just Trophy. Checking, yeah. A lot of people knew who he was by the end of the year. The thing about Kyler Murray, how tall is he? Uh, we, five, two weeks nine, ago, he was 5'8". Eight. Eight. Now he's 5'10". Okay. Well, now, he's young. He's so gross. I grew after I got to be 21. No, I can't eat. He ain't even 21. Dwayne Haskins is 6'3". Uh, I'm Threw glad you mentioned touchdowns. Dwayne Haskins. Over 4,000 yards. Who are you gonna, if, you have the number one, if you do this deal Dwayne for Antonio Haskins. Brown, who are you taking? Dwayne Haskins. And that's not a knock on No, it's not a knock Kyler on Kyler Murray. Love him. But we know the situation with the new head coach for the Phoenix, for the Arizona Cardinals. Haskins is getting overlooked in all this. Why? The other gentleman has been more greatly marketed, we would say. Kyler Murray, right? Yes. There's so much hype around him. And by the way, he has the tools to be a great professional football player. But Haskins, didn't he throw 50 touchdown yes. passes in college? Outstanding. To like eight interceptions? I mean, I saw this kid up close and personal at least once, I think I, twice. He's a great If, if he survives player. to six, there's a good chance the Giants could take. I'm going to talk about Haskins. By the way, Cliff Kingsbury had said about Murray, Kyler, this is before he became the coach of Arizona. Kyler is a freak. I would take him with the first pick of the draft if I could. He did could. say that. Guess what? You can do if that. If you can put you him on a field with a Hall of Fame receiver, a Mr. Larry Fitzgerald, and Antonio Brown, any quarterback, and, how and, good a start would that and more than facilitate? Ever, and more than ever, the NFL, especially for these young coaches, is a win-now no, league. I would make the trade if I were Arizona. What happened to sitting quarterbacks two, three years? Nah, Let's take a break. Coming up, how seriously should we take the Warriors' praise of the Sacramento Kings? And how big of a deal was the Bucks win over the Boston Celtics last night at five serve form, not the five serve form. There were three five great games on there TV were. last night. Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three, and from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day... When he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12th handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to Geico and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson. Time to fill in the blank with fill in Frank. Like what I did there? Rhyming. What's first? Draymond Green's praise for the Kings is blank. All right. I mean, this comes up because everybody, just starting with Draymond Green, had praise for the Kings last night. Tight game with the Warriors. Draymond called him a playoff team now and certainly later. He said he's exhausted playing against them. Steph, Durant, Curry, they all had this kind of praise. My word is trending because it wasn't just Draymond. But, Frank, did you watch any of that game yeah. last night? The Kings are exciting. When they run heel, Carly Stein, Bialica, Fox, Bogdanovich, plus Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley coming off the bench, they are fun to watch. Yeah, I'm going to say it's respectful because I think he does know that they're going to be an up-and-coming team. By the way, Marvin Bagley coming off the bench, 28 points, 14 rebounds last night. I also think privately, Draymond Green wants Sacramento to get that eighth seed because he knows he that as ready. opposed to LeBron James. Ready. I think Michael Malone in Denver yeah. and also the Golden yeah. State Warriors, they have a lot of respect for LeBron. We'll take Sacramento Steph said the first he, round. You know, the Sacramento reminded him of them, the Warriors, yeah. growing up. That took a few years. They're not there yet, They're but they are, they are exciting to watch. What's next? The Bucks win over the Celtics was blank. Uh, another one of the three games last night, NBA return night from the All-Star break, that was scintillating. I'm going to say it was emboldening. <laughs> I know it was a close win. I know they had to hang on at home. 
But the Bucks could face the Celtics in a second-round matchup. I think this gives them a confidence that they need. The Celtics have already been deep in the playoff runs. The Bucks have not, Frank. I think this was necessary. Yeah, I'm going to say the Bucks win was validating. And right now, the Boston Celtics have no chance of finishing first. For them, the big thing is to stay out of that 4-5 spot. That's right. You want to move into third. And the Bucks have the best record in the NBA. What do you think of the final play of the game? Kyrie Irving drives. A lot of people said pass it to Al Horford. Al Horford didn't space the court. Didn't space well the court enough. enough. I, I didn't have. Any then you have Giannis. The, maybe that at that size, that's a great help defender. You know, there, there's still some things. That I, I think that Boston is questioning itself now and why they haven't sort of hit stride. And the Bucks, they must feel they have hit stride. Yeah, and Chris Middleton hit the biggest shot of the game. That three pointer. Terrific. What's next? It's blank that the Pelicans will continue to play Anthony Davis but reduce his minutes. Well, we could use a lot of words here. I thought of lazy. That was one of the first that came to mind, but I settled in on scurred. <laughs> they are scared. What are they doing? You're going to play them 20 to 25. Is that an admission of tanking? If, if so, how can the league allow that? If the, that admission, the league got on teams last year for not, the Bulls being one of them, for not playing guys. So, Either play him or don't play him, but it's scurred to say you're going to play him 20 to 25. I'm going to say it's NBA appeasing. And by the way, the Pelicans play the Lakers twice over the next five days. Next Wednesday at Staples Center, by the way, on ESPN, shameless plug. So I think they want to make sure that Anthony Davis is out there for those two games. By the way, Danny Ferry also came out and said, we're going to cut back Drew Holidays. He's been playing a lot. Everybody's what been is playing a lot by this time of That's the year. That's right. And you, to the Pelicans' credit, they should be allowed because they know Anthony Davis is getting traded. They don't want to him to get injured at this point. Well, then shut him down. All of they, which is unfair to the they fans eventually who paid money will in New April. Orleans to see him. Yes. All of which is unfair. But remember, they play the Lakers twice over the next five I want to days. Let's see if they put an effort in that one. What's next? Last one. It's blank that the Nationals say they've moved on from Bryce Harper. It's old news, Frank. The Nationals moved on from Bryce Harper. When he and his agent did not accept their offer of approximately $300 million back in the fall winter. They knew they had moved on then and they have not made an offer subsequent to that. They don't appear ready to make any other kind of offer, even though Harper is still unsigned. Yeah, to me, it's sad. He's a homegrown player, a guy that you drafted. He's the biggest name in the franchise. It reminded me a lot of long time ago, growing up a Met fan, I was a huge Daryl Strawberry fan. And when he left as a free agent, to go to the Dodgers, he wanted to go home, whatever it was, and it turned out to be a huge mistake that he made. Yeah. I'm still not going to close the door on him coming not back. I'm going to close the, the door. It would take a real 180 by the owner of the Nationals. But what, what, what are they supposed to do? Up I'm their not, offer to 350? Uh, I'm not. I'm are they not supposed get, to do that? I'm not getting on the Nationals. $300 million more uh, than right. fair. Sign the offer. I think it's more than fair yeah. as well. Uh, eat your words, by the way. Let's take Rhyming. the last break. But still to come, Clayton Kershaw is taking some time away from throwing. I don't know about that as a sign. And Don Nelson is making some new life choices. That's we'll review them. That's Even actually... Jackson's happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get happy, people. Happy 79th birthday, Chet Walker. Chet the Jet was a starting forward on what Anthony Kornheiser and many other longtime basketball watchers feel is the greatest team in NBA history. The 1967 Philadelphia 76ers. That team featured four Hall of Famers, including Billy Cunningham and Hal Greer. Chet went on to play some really good teams with Bulls teams with Bob Love and Jerry Sloan. And I'm stumping right now to get his number hanging in the rafters in Chicago, number 25. What about his number hanging in the rafters in Philadelphia? How can Chet be that great? No, Sometimes no when jersey. you're around other great players, they figure, you know what, that's enough. No, they got to hang his jersey. I somewhere. agree. Happy anniversary, Carmelo Anthony! Eight years ago today, 
Mello was traded from Denver, where he had reached the conference finals with Chauncey Billups, to the Knicks, where it never worked as well as New Yorkers envisioned. I saw Mello last week in Charlotte. He looked skinny, Frank. He looked and sounded ready to go now. I'm one of many who's hoping the Lakers will pull the trigger. One thing about Carmelo's time in New York, what? they did win 54 games with him they there. Did. They got out of the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. And Happy trails in the MVP. to Don Nelson's corporate league look. Nelly has gotten in the Wayback Machine and traded goofy fish ties in a sports coat for a black turtleneck and a gold <laughs> chain. Look. Here's what he looked like last night in Oakland and we asked about what he'd been doing. Nelly admitted he had gone retro and said, quote, yeah, his quote, I've been smoking some pot. Remember when he had Manute Ball shooting threes? People yes. thought he was smoking something back then. He was ahead of his time. <laughs> Good job all, by Nelly. Let's make sure that's all he was, Frank. No errors today. We're running out of show. Let's get to the big finish. John Heyman reports Manny Machado will play third for the Padres. Is that right for him? You know what it is because of his size. I think he's better off playing third as opposed to shortstop. All right. The Twins signed former Astro Marlon Gonzalez. Significant. Ten and a half million dollars a year average for Marlon Gonzalez. I think that's a really good deal. The A's and Mariners played today with the 22nd pitch clock. Big deal? I didn't like it. Because to me, the pitchers on the mound, you got the plate in front of you, and you got the clock over to your left. How is that going to be good? I'm more old school. Why not the clock in the batter in the, the NBA? It never, it never impedes James Harden just when he's got the no, ball all 24. This is like two his left. You only get distracted. All right, Clayton Kershaw is taking a few days off from throwing cause for concern. Yeah, he felt something after a bullpen session on Thursday. Not good. That's concern to me. It is. Load maybe, per, maybe a precaution. Yep. Last one, DeMar DeRozan returns to Toronto tonight. Frank, how, after trading him away, will he be received? He's going to get an unbelievable ovation. He could even get emotional. Remember, Chris Bosh left. Tracy McGrady left. DeMar DeRozan wanted to stay. Praise they got rid of him. So it's going to be an emotional night there. He loved it up there. That was his, that was his home. All right, we're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. Shout out to Woods Academy, the fifth and sixth grade boys. Undefeated season. They beat Congrats. Washington Episcopal. Are you sure? Yeah.